0: What's your favorite scary movie? Be afraid. Be very.
1: afraid see You're gonna need a bigger boat. Here's Johnny. The power, you. the power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! Whatever you do,
0: don't fall asleep. Welcome to Talking Horror with Jamie and Nikisha. Hi, I'm Jamie and I'm Nikisha and this is talking horror with Jamie and Nikisha where we share our love for spooky things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior welcome everyone to our continuation (laughs) of our beautiful evil dead chain that we are going through In preparation for the new one that is about to come out, which we are all super excited to see. So today, we are talking about the 2013 Evil Dead remake. I will feast on your soul!
1: Feast on this, motherfucker!
0: (laughs) And I'm super excited to talk about this because... There is a lot going on and a lot of questions I have about just um, planted Easter eggs in this from previous Evil Dead movies. So I'm really excited that we watched the other ones before I saw this one. So this movie was directed by Fede Alvarez in his directorial debut, uh, who also co-wrote the screenplay with Rodo Say- Sayaguas, I was really trying to find somebody pronouncing his name, and no <laughs> interview is pronouncing their names. And because these two are also responsible for the Don't Breathe one and two, if mm-hmm. you didn't know, I didn't know that until I was looking this up uh, for preparation. And for he's this directing podcast.
1: the new Alien movie, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just Alvarez, or both of them are going to be a part of it?
1: Uh, that I don't know, but I know that okay. Fede Alvarez is going to be directing it. They're both,
2: it. I just looked at it, untitled alien film. They they co-wrote it together again. Cool, cool.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, that'll be really interesting to watch, because I feel like there's some things that I love about what they do, and some things that uh, are a little questionable for me, so... Mm. This movie, but we're talking about Evil Dead now, uh, not future movies, it stars uh, the one and only Jane Levy, who for me is Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, girl. So if you refer, if I refer to her as Zoe, please know I'm talking about (laughs) Jane (laughs) Levy. (laughs) But if you are a musical person, like um, all of us are on this podcast, you, you might enjoy Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which I believe is streaming on Hulu right now, so side note. So starring Jane Levy and Shiloh uh, Fernandez, Lou Taylor-Pucci, Jessica Lucas, and Elizabeth Blackmore. So before we get into everything that is the remake of this Evil Dead, producer Brian, do you have some words for us?
1: Yeah, sure. Hey, everybody. If you're listening to us, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're watching us, we're on YouTube. Hi, YouTube. Hello. Hello. Um, Thank you so much for, for supporting us. We're so happy to be finishing up um, all of the existing Evil Dead movies. Really excited for Evil Dead Rise. That'll be next week. Um, but um, just a reminder that you can also follow us on all social media at Talk Horror Pod. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. And you can, of course, find us doing wild, fun things on TikTok. We're always covering what? new and fun uh, movies there that we don't necessarily do on the podcast. So check us out there. Uh, back to you, Nikisha.
0: Beautiful. So I haven't. I've realized that I haven't been saying this before a couple of episodes because in my copy and paste, uh, some it went away somehow. But obviously, have any spoilers for this? And Jamie, oh, you do you want to talk about Trigger yeah. World. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's a
1: good point. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> I mean,
2: let's you know, where we hope that you know that we are going to discuss the these <laughs> films. Yeah, like mm. we're yeah. In in full in their full length, which includes any and all spoilers. Um, Yes, and yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trigger warnings. You know, you're fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's Uh, (laughs) it's a lot of, lot of things, lot of blood. Yeah.
2: Um, trigger warnings. Um, this is a insides on the outside for sure. For Um, sure. There is a lot of appendages, and uh, cutting, and slicing, and ripping, and stabbing, and piercing, mm-hmm. and smashing, um, of- Drug
0: addiction. Any,
2: yeah, of any of all body parts. There's drug addiction depicted, um, and and referenced. Uh, there's mental illness referenced as well. Um but yeah, it's just a big, it's just a big uh, slashy fest, a big insides on the outside.
0: A big sl- a slashy fest. I, l- I like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would go to that uh, festival. <laughs> I would go to that festival too. I feel like <laughs> there'll be I a would long be long very distance. careful.
1: I would be very sure. careful at that festival.
0: Yeah. yeah. But I would go. It would be a good time. <laughs> if you come out to live, it'll be a good time. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So before we get into Uh, everything else. I know that you guys have watched some things, so can you talk to us about what you've watched this week?
1: Sure. We finished uh, season one of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Uh, I'm so... The show is scratching an itch that I needed to be scratched. Like, I just wanted more Bruce Campbell. I wanted more Ash. I wanted more, like, demon makeup. I wanted more just, like quirky fun goofy um there are definitely scares in it that got me um Mm. season one is a lot of fun season one uh expands on the lore it retcons a little bit of stuff um but uh i yeah like for instance okay so the cabin and evil dead takes place in tennessee the cabin in Evil Dead 2, I think, is in North Carolina. The cabin is in Michigan on the TV show. And I think they're in Massachusetts in the one we just watched, Evil Dead 2013. So, okay. like, the cabin mm. is always changing locations, which is quite funny. Um, That's fantastic. But, uh, yeah, I really, I'm, I'm having a blast. I cannot wait for season two. Um, I'm so happy that, like, I have a complete series to watch. Um mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to leave at the end of April. So Jamie and I are on it. She's watched it before, so she gets to watch me enjoy it, which is like mm-hmm. I, I'll let her speak to that. But um, I'm having a great time. <laughs> and if you like the Evil Dead movies, the original ones, um, I, I, I don't see how you could not at least you know dip your toe into Ash versus Evil Dead.
0: Fantastic! Yeah, it's a
2: great time. If you want more of like just Ash getting beat up, but also beaten up on the Deadites, like. It it delivers. That's exactly what it is. And I do look over to make sure Brian's enjoying it. So I am relieved to know that he is in fact enjoying
1: it. I've belly laughed a lot. Like in that last nice. episode, I was like cracking up. But also I've been jump scared a lot. Like and yes. like it's all some of it is chilling, like these. You commented of-
2: on how well the direction was. I think in the finale of season
1: one yeah the mm-hmm. season one finale direction was great um i really like the new characters sometimes you watch like reboots or requels or sequels or whatever we're calling whatever specifically they are um mm-hmm. and and you're just kind of like these characters are so lame they just kind of added them to check boxes and stuff these characters are great they're fun they're you know i'm assuming they'll get more drawn out uh, like literally drawn out, not like stretched out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but layers as we go more into the seasons. But like, man, I'm I'm really digging I also did not know that um, this first season includes Lucy Lawless. She pops up in the in the in the premiere, so it's not a spoiler. Um, and what a delight! I, I mean she has always been in sh- she has always popped up on sci-fi shows that I've really enjoyed obviously Xena Warrior Princess but you also obviously. have her <laughs> in battle Battlestar Galactica she's wonderful mm. Um, mm. Parks and Rec she's wonderful yeah this she's wonderful like man sign me up because I think one of the one of the creators of this also correct me if I'm wrong Jamie like created or was the showrunner on Xena Warrior Princess.
2: Yeah, mm. there's some there's some connection. I think it's
1: like one of the Evil e- Dead producers or something. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. I forget. Anyway, no, highly suggest Ash versus Evil Dead. Uh, you're probably binging a lot of these now, catching up. You may be just listening to this to catch up. Um, I, I would highly suggest watching it. It was on Stars from 2015 to 2018, uh, and now again, I it ends. Uh, it's run on Netflix at the end of April, so. Um, I would I would say get on it. It's really fun. They're only half hour episodes too. Um, They're ten episodes each season. They're half hours. They go by really quickly. Um, The only the only one is the the series premiere, which is like an hour. So, um, but it's directed by Sam Raimi.
2: Oh yeah. uh, The Robert Tappert is one of the founding partners of Ghost House Pictures, which is Sam Mm. Raimi's production company, and he Mm -hmm. is married to Lucy Lawless.
0: Oh okay. Oh. Oh. Fantastic. Oh. oh. <laughs> First off, to be married to Zena, Warrior Princess is already top tier. So how is
2: that like not like if you're if you're like a kid in the '90s watching that like how are you not like, oh my god, I like Obsessed. I want to marry Zena and then like you do you like actualize your dream like exactly be cool
1: yeah plus oh. like. Plus, like, she's also married to Ron Swanson. That it only elevates Ron Swanson in the history of um, exactly. TV show characters or characters in any mm, form mm-hmm. of media.
0: Truly the only person who could marry Ron Swanson is Xena, Warrior Princess. That Absolutely. was just a match mm-hmm. made in heaven and such a wonderful thing that they did for him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree. Hands down. Uh, 100%. So we are a uh, Xena stan podcast now, everyone. (laughs) We're going to start watching Xena, Warrior Princess. Yes. (laughs) Great. Okay. Well, let's talk about Evil Dead, which also I don't think I mentioned, but uh, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi are producers on this one as Mm -hmm. well, even Mm -hmm. though Bruce is not in it and Sam did not write it or direct it or anything, but they threw money towards it. Wait, did you
2: stick through the end of the credits?
0: No, and I for and I guys, I literally kind of like forwarded through and I saw nothing. What it's like okay. literally the last second after all of the credits. I hate it. Okay. Do I need <laughs> to go back? Can you tell me what happened? Is Bruce there?
2: Yeah, I don't wanna make you go all the way back. That's that would be okay. frustrating. You literally see it's like black and then you see like the shadow of ash come out and he like looks and he just goes groovy and then it's over
1: that's all it (laughs) is
2: (laughs) that's literally all that it is i don't want to make you go through the whole
1: thing i just got goosebumps with jamie just (laughs) explaining that i i i I I was like
2: brian don't touch anything just let it go and because i know normally you're like oh i got it, i through. I mean, actually you're good at sticking through credits. Oh, I just yeah. didn't want you to get too, you know, too antsy about
1: it. No, definitely not. Plus the score of this one, we'll talk about that in my likes. I really enjoyed the score. So even just like listening to the score as the credits rolled, like was totally fine with me. I also like reading yeah. credits. That's a I'm a big proponent of like um the credits are like the stage dooring in some ways, or the credits are oh, like fair. reading the playbill afterwards. Like mm-hmm. it's very much like I, I want to see who did what. How many people put effort and energy into this movie? Especially if I like a movie. Um, spoiler alert! I really love this movie. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so that that's my and that's been my uh, my <laughs> parlor talk on watching credits. I guess I don't
0: know. <laughs> Come sit, have a drink. It's parlor talk. <laughs> I love that too. No, that is, it's like showing acknowledgement of all of the hard work that went into that movie. So I totally get it. Well, before we get into our likes and gripes, we do need a two minute plot summary of this. So who would like to <laughs> volunteer? Oh,
1: Nikisha, did you just volunteer?
0: <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. Uh, I knew it. I had a feeling. Uh, Ooh. Okay.
1: All right. Watch the plot. <laughs> okay, Nikisha. Uh, Two minutes on the clock. What did you think? Oh, no, not what did you think? What did you (laughs) tell us the plot? Tell us the plot of Evil Dead 2013. Go.
0: So it opens up with this girl wandering in the woods, and then she gets captured, and we're feeling sorry for her because why is this girl being tied up? And people are about to obviously sacrifice her, but apparently she has been possessed by the evil deadness, and her father has to kill her because she killed the mom, and she was going to wreak havoc on the world. And so they burn her up in the basement of this cabin. So then cut to we have a whole bunch of friends, Uh, meeting in this cabin because Zoe from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist she is uh, (laughs) going through a drug addiction and she can't sing about it to you know make it go away so she has to (laughs) get her friends (laughs) To come and help her so that she can go clean. And her brother is there as well. Apparently they are have been estranged and haven't seen each other. So anyway, they're trying to build their relationships and blah, 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 blah. So then they go into the basement because there was like a bad smell. And they realize that there's a whole bunch of dead animals. They find a book, which is the Book of the Dead. There's this awful teacher character that I hate who opens the book and reads the things. And then reeks have it unleashes the evil into the world and so obviously because zoe is the most vulnerable she is the one that gets um possessed first we have a lot of what happened in the other movies with the trees you know taking hold of her and all 30 seconds stuff great So then her brother, uh, there's deaths and possessions and people are dying, except now there's the brother and the friend and her. He buries the sister alive and ends up saving her. But then he has to blow up the cabin and uh, the Zoe tries to defeat the rest of the evil by like cutting off things with chainsaws. And uh, I think that's it. She kind of lets it go. (laughs) There's, I don't know. There's so many things. Well, I kind of forgot a, what happened at the end, guys. And that's the
1: plot. <laughs> just to be clear, she doesn't let it go. She doesn't
0: let it go. She doesn't?
1: She, she, she doesn't also. let it go. She, she says, feast on this, motherfucker. She mm-hmm. throws yes. the chainsaw into the mouth of the demon, and then the earth reclaims the demon, and she says, that's go back it. to hell,
0: bitch. Great line. Yes. Truly <laughs> forgot. I mean, there's been so many of these movies and my brain is in another <laughs> spot. She lets it go. Let's she go. lets it go. And she lets it go. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and evil is say. upon and the land. And, and here is, we is, are. Yes. I meant to say, like, she defeats it, but in my brain was like, (laughs) letting it go meant that it was defeated. (laughs) Oh, oh,
2: sure. Yes. (laughs)
0: So (laughs) So that is my um, uh, (laughs) sleep-deprived retelling of this. So let's get into the likes and gripes. uh, And as we do that, um, Brian has already explained what has actually happened at the end, but we'll continue to talk about what the ending actually was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and now our likes and gripes. It's all for your entertainment, guys. All for your entertainment. We're just trying our um, best. Yeah. Hashtag. Try- <laughs> Hashtag trying our we're, best. We're honestly. not
1: horror experts. We're horror lovers.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no degrees in horror or filmmaking or things. We're just doing it because nope. we love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's get into likes and gripes. And uh, Jamie, do you want to start?
2: Um, sure. I So as somebody who loves the original Evil Dead trilogy, I really enjoy this reimagining of it. I like that, you know, they lean into the, like, scary horror a little less into the you know comedic comedy that we've been getting in the last two, in 2 and 3 um sorry evil e- evil dead 2 colon dead by dawn and mm-hmm. uh, medieval <laughs> dead um but no i mean i i really enjoy this um i think like the the cold open with the the <laughs> The hillbillies pursuing the young girl and then her, Mm -hmm. you know, saying that she's going to take their soul is really good. And then all of a sudden we like cut to this other group of folks. Um, I really enjoy like what's bringing them all together. Because again, it's like at this point, who's like going to some like dumpy cabin that looks like this where it totally it, just if we were in like now times like it, it th- I think about all the like people who are posting on TikTok that are like I showed up at my Airbnb and like it's it's really sketching me out and so they're like documenting it because it's not yeah. what they expected like nobody's mm-hmm. going to a dump and just staying there because they're probably thinking oh I'm gonna get murdered here And then and then they're trying to get their money back. So like I like that oh sorry.
1: No, but also Jamie to that point, like their family owned the house. That was their house. So like
2: like, it's more believable that like they themselves are going there. Exactly. And and like that's compel like I like I was just about to say, like, I like that change because again, Mm -hmm. what else would compel them? to stay, if not for some kind of family connection to it. And it's like the memories that it holds with their mom, like all of that is enough to get me like, okay, I could see why they would like stick around, even though the lock is broken, even though the place was trashed, even though they're like in the middle of nowhere, like all of that you feel like is enough, is compelling enough to be like, get the fuck out. But all Mm -hmm. the other stuff that they've, that we've gotten in context is like, Okay, I, I get it. I don't like the situation, but I get it. Yeah, um, I, was
1: al- I was also going to say, like, if you didn't have an urgency to it, like the detox situation, like, you'd probably right. go, like, a weekend before and do a little, you know, spring cleaning, do a mm-hmm. Swiffer, like, you know, a dust a little bit. Like, totally, yes. totally.
0: Absolutely. And then you, come you in stay. With the, and then you stay.
1: You know, and and like, make some fantastic in the shower. You, maybe put up a curtain so it's not just, like, Open, open like, shower. Yeah, maybe like you know, put a little protective case over the furnace that's right next to the shower. Like you know, yeah. Like I, I understand.
2: I I need somebody to explain to me how that little Same. furnace thing works because I'm not. I don't really dabble in cabins. Uh yeah. So if somebody, if well, someone could slide into our DMs and just well, like that's, give me it's a great, play you by say play. that
1: because yeah. we welcome our guests to the property, brother. No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That would Fantastic. be
0: great. Um, that would be. Yeah,
1: great. <laughs> this episode is now about cabin real estate. <laughs> it's
2: sponsored by HGN. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, HGTV uh, coming at you. HGTV. <laughs> yes, um,
2: but yeah, I. So I really, I really enjoy like you know what's what's bringing us here. Um, I also a huge highlight. So like most of this movie is made with practical effects. There are some really, really excellent scenes where you're just excellent. like, oh, like it's gross. And thinking about how they actually did it is so impressive. I I'm a sucker for a movie filled with practical effects, as, as I've talked about many times. So to to hear that, like that, that burial scene, um, you know, them then reviving her after the burial mm-hmm. is excellent the, I mean, truly, I know we said that she walks away at the end and everything's fine. But in reality, she gets a car uh, flipped on top of her arm and she yes. has to yoink her arm. And yes, I said yoink. Um, yoink her arm. From, That's a perfect from description of it. Oh. <laughs> from oh, underneath that. That scene is disgusting. Oh, yeah. And I fucking love it. That's like yes. one of my favorite scenes in that Um, where she's like, you know, trying to get the chainsaw, but like, oh, it's so, it's gross, but it's like, it's very visually captivating. And again, like the fact that they did all of that with the, with the practical effects is so cool. Um, Mm -hmm. the, the burn scene when she scalds herself in the shower is gross. Uh, the. Yeah. The, yeah. I could. I mean, I could just say all of them, and I think that they're do
1: all. It, really... Do it. Do <laughs> it. Do <laughs> it. But
2: those are those are just the ones that really stand out. Um, that I really really enjoy. Um, I'll I'll quickly go to my biggest gripe with this mm-hmm. one. Um, it's the acting. <laughs> with Girl, the exception, I'm so glad you said that with the exception of Jane Levy she's the only one that I like in this film uh I feel like she's the only one that's like really you know like she's meeting the intensity of the situation and and for me and I'm sure we'll get into this when we talk about membranes but like for me the I mean I can't speak to like the timeline specifically but like her reaction to having withdrawal symptoms and like her irritability feels very on par with like what would actually be happening and so like her escalating mm. us knowing we like know what's going to happen because we've watched the other movies and we like know what to expect but like her escalation really makes sense for like what feels very real everybody else around her like doesn't seem to be I mean I think that like you know we have the friend who's the the nurse and like is mm-hmm. is trying to be helpful and like trying to take a leadership role but ultimately is is so like blinded by all of that stuff that that leads to her demise but I think like truly the <laughs> The friend who reads the book, and again, Eric. we complained about this. Yeah, Eric, I I did not recall a single person's name. I uh, had to look it no. up.
1: I looked <laughs> it up so that I could uh, trash him in during this episode. Great, Yeah, um,
2: <laughs> yeah he just w- like his character doesn't make sense. It's really it really knocked a lot of skulls points off for me because like mm-hmm. we already get you know, we talked about this in, in Evil Dead, where it's like, who is going through all of this rifling through weird shit that you find in a cellar and then like feeling compelled enough to read it. And there's this part of me that's like, is there is there something about the entity or about the power that's like compelling people to read it? Like, we haven't mm. really talked about that. and And you get that element in other things where it's like, Oh, like there was just this force that like really made me want to do that. Like the force is what brings them to it. But it's like their own stupid curiosity that then leads to them to like open it. reciting yeah. it. But like mm-hmm. there's so many steps that he goes through to read the thing, which is already stupid. But yes. then having seen all of these disturbing images, his like reaction to everything does still does not meet the occasion that they find themselves in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I'm just like you you worked so hard. You, like, did the scratch paper to figure out what page was ripped out. And then, yep. but you also, like, didn't read the book in time. Now you're reading it after you're like, oh, I guess I read all this stuff. And then later you're like, I think I leashed the hell upon us or, like, whatever. But, like, still you're, like, so not animated about the fact that Perhaps you've just doomed not only the five of you, but also like the world, like have more of a reaction to that. That's this is a not good situation that you find yourselves in. Like where where is the where are the emotions like there are none. And I find that very strange. And it's like that's like really hard to stick through. And I don't know if that's also like, you know, trying to channel the first Evil Dead where it's like. It's, you know, a bunch of friends who are all coming together and working on this project. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm willing to let it go more because I'm not expecting them to, like, be top-tier actors. But here I'm like, no, you're, you're, like, going through, like, this feels, like, weird and intentional. But it doesn't make any fucking sense because, like, why are you acting this way?
0: Yes. Absolutely.
2: I want to take a beat because I know that it sounds like you guys are on the same page as me. <laughs> yes no
0: absolutely Definitely. okay yeah jamie just to piggyback off of uh the please t- the teacher because i feel you're you're right well first off let me back back backtrack to the acting because that was one of the first gripes that i had and i in my notes i just put is the acting bad is it the script and then as i went through the movie Like Maybe it's a little bit of both, but I think mostly it's just not great acting that's happening. Mm -hmm. And I think because you have... Go ahead, Brian.
1: Oh, no. Just uh, quickly, something that uh, Mm -hmm. Jamie figured out last night or did research on is that um, the two writers... English is not their first language. Spanish is. Um, Diablo Cody did a uh, script... um, uh, she like, th- doctored the she script. She doctored the script mm. so that like it's a little cleaner. But I do think that some of the um, language barrier in the end... Script wise, mm. may may have like tweaked that. I don't know. I, I'm just surmising. Yeah. Um, but like a lot of this definitely feels, especially in the second half of this movie, uh, feels mm-hmm. very Jennifer's body um, in a good way. Yes. Um, especially with those last two lines and stuff. I was so happy Jamie found that last night because it actually really like opened up and explained quite a bit. But um, one of my gripes, Nikisha, is also the acting outside of Jane Levy. So like I think we're all on the same page there for sure.
0: Absolutely, and that's what I was going to say. I think it's just because Jane is such an incredible actress that she also just outshines everyone anyway. So hmm. maybe if it if everyone was kind of on the same playing field as far as acting, it wouldn't be as noticeable. Or I would really just think about, oh, maybe it's just this script and not them in particular. But because Jane makes it work for her so well, um, I, I want to just blame... <laughs> blame the actors which I hate to say but yeah it's it just could have been better for me because I wanted to be invested in everything that was happening because like Jamie said there there's a reason why they're going there they're going there to support their friend uh and sister and it makes sense why they are there but everything else was just a little blah for me also is that ash's car from the previous movie in the opening scene love it Mm -hmm. here for it uh, loved the opening scene as well with the father and the daughter. And I love that the cabin looks exactly the same as it has in the uh, other movies with the swing on mm-hmm. the porch and all the other stuff. So
1: Even if it's in a different state.
0: <laughs> Even if it's in a different state, it's still the same. It's still the same magical cabin that's just hopping from one state to the next, which is totally fine. I'm here for it. My belief is suspended for that. Love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Also, one gripe that I had is that I didn't like that there was a literal flashback to the girl being burned on the post when all the friends go down to the basement. Because it just Mm. felt like we've already seen that scene, and it was a very obvious scene with obvious things that we know that it happened in that cabin. So it's like the audience isn't dumb. We know that that's what happened in the place. I don't think we need, uh, I didn't need a literal flashback to what actually happened in that moment. it's like your audience is smarter than that, so just let them let them figure it out, you know. The quote "You shouldn't have touched anything from that basement" is the smartest thing ever said, and it was said by Jane. So that <laughs> on put put uh, gave a few points on the skulls for me because, mm-hmm. like Jamie was saying, people are absolutely not peopling in this at all, and especially the friends. I really feel like she has kind of sucky friends who are not listening to her, and I also hate the trope of like not listening to women in general, or, like, the trope of, like, being a drug addict, so anything they say, we automatically don't believe them because of previous history. Um, But, again, that's also coming from the perspective of, like, us as an audience knowing what is really happening and saying, like, well, no, you need to believe her this time, even though the history might say something else about, you know, her believability. But, anyway, the gore was fantastic. Lots of jump scares. Absolutely uh, loved all of the blood and guts. And we didn't talk about it, but um, the girlfriend, Natalie, so when her hand gets possessed... Or when you know, something happens and I was like, Oh, are we gonna get a hand possession? And then we did, and I was like, Yes, yes, yes. And then like that electric what, like meat cutter or whatever. Yeah and it wasn't yeah. even just her hand, it was her whole arm. I mean I she know. did it to the mm-hmm. elbow. And mm-hmm. that was just so great to watch, especially when she's standing there and saying, like, I feel a lot better now and then the arm uh, just plops yeah. to the ground. Oh my god. <laughs> and it's just like holding like, on by
2: like a tendon. Was, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. I also was like no, no, no. I don't think that that Little meat cutter is gonna. I don't think it's called a meat cutter, but I don't think that yeah,
1: meat like cutter is like, you know, going to work in that knife, way. An electric knife, electric slice. Yeah, what are
0: they called? Yeah, like an electric And it reminds me of it's Thanksgiving. Called,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: right. Because that's what you see it as. Like
2: they're cutting the turkey, you're cutting right? meat with the Yeah. The also, thing. that meat they're cutting looks disgusting. I wouldn't Absolutely. eat
0: that. Absolutely. What, what were they doing? Who made that? Who cooked that?
1: Some it's sort like, of a roast. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like blue. Like, it was like, yeah. blue, like, was yeah. like I don't know. This
2: is not cooked. You're going to no. have, forget forget the possession. You're going to have food poisoning.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie <laughs> is just an analogy for food poisoning. Uh, but that transition uh, was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, like, yeah, I, but no. the media was like, what are you, like, you're already staying in this cabin. You might as well, like, have brought, like sandwiches, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Right, or something. Especially because it's like old Uh, and rotting anyway. It's like, what are you trying to cook in that kitchen? What works in that kitchen? Because everything is breaking down anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was surprised that the live burial actually saved Zoe because I was thinking that... She was under there for two seconds. Like, leave her there a little bit longer. Let her marinate a little bit more, and then see if it'll be (laughs) if she'll be okay. But it was a nice twist that she was the one who survived it all and had Mm -hmm. to be the one to (laughs) let the evil go (laughs) to kill the evil. Um, So I liked that twist. At first, uh, I was it wasn't a twist. I liked how that panned out because. At first, it seemed like she would be the one that would be possessed and her brother would be the one to, like, save the day. But it's one of those, well, she kind of, like, saved. Even though he saved her, she ended up, like, saving herself as well as really just, um, as well as saving the world. Um, and chainsaw, yes, love that there was a chainsaw added, but in a different way. That mm-hmm. was also fantastic. Um, and the hand of the car, you've already said that, loved it. Ooh. Like, top moment. That in the arm, um, Cut off was the meat slicer yeah the meat slicer it was fantastic uh yeah i just love all the shots were amazing uh and the blood rain with the cabin fire in the back was such a beautiful shot it reminded me of the blood rain in um wow i was gonna say up guys in nope, <laughs> <laughs> in nope. oh <laughs> man that can y'all tell I'm just not uh, here today that was oh a God. wild
1: Pixar movie that was a crazy <laughs> Pixar movie <laughs>
0: Just the blood rain on the house. So, yes, that reminded me of that. Um, I also love the end credits, too. Like we talked about there was being a scene at the end, but I was looking at some of the credits because it looked so cool. It reminded me kind of the, like the opening of um, Sweeney Todd with the blood kind of running everywhere mm. through the credit names. Oh, and yeah, things, So mm-hmm. Um, I I really enjoyed the the end credits so this was a really great movie the only big gripe was just kind of the acting and people not peopling but Mm. other than that as far as just gore and action and I mean you're here for Jane and it's it's a really fun time oh god that I will never forget that hand underneath the car because that was just such a such a great shot. And I'm now I'm uh-huh. curious to look up and see some if there's any kind of behind the scenes on how they did that kind of stuff, because it's fantastic. Oh, sure. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Brian, your likes and gripes?
1: Sure. I'm going to start with my gripes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, your dumb white hippie friend. Um, <laughs> Uh, you got to tell your friends. You have to tell your friends. If you're like, wait, pages one and two are exactly what we're at. Like, yeah, you got to be like, listen, everyone, like, I may have made a mistake. Like, absolutely. <laughs> you have to tell your friends. Um You have to. I agree with both of you on the acting. Um, I agree wholeheartedly with everything Jamie said. You have to justify him reading the book. You have to. Like it, it it, just it because it, the movie didn't even do a job like maybe he was hearing whispers, even the original Evil Dead, like she was being possessed by her hand was drawing the book while she was looking at the mm-hmm. clock like that kind of just gave you this sense of like something else is happening here. I feel like this mm-hmm. movie doesn't do that at all. Especially because, like, I love that it's wrapped in plastic with barbed wire. I thought that was awesome. I just didn't believe, like, that he would just, like, willy-nilly. Like, like, maybe he was, a. in my opinion, maybe he shouldn't have been a teacher. Maybe he should have been an antiquities dealer. You know what I mean? Like, something that (laughs) would make him a little bit more interested in seeing what this thing was. Um, Right. um, uh, And my two biggest gripes from this movie is um, I have a – Jamie and I talked about it while watching the movie – There's no way, and the original movie does this well... Um, there's no way that people wouldn't have heard commotions in the next room. Like mm. she cut off her arm and screamed, and people didn't come in till like a little bit later. Like I just yes. like he was being attacked in the bathroom by her cutting her face off. People would have been there <sighs> much sooner. Like yes. I just don't believe in a cabin like that that has thin walls that people wouldn't be more involved in every scenario. Um, the original movie does that because it's all happening in the same room. Um, mm-hmm. So I, that was kind of that took me out of it a little bit um but the biggest gripe of this movie is you do not i don't care what kind of a movie you are you don't kill a dog you don't do it. I can't watch it. Mm. I don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-uh. Good poor dog. Um, grandpa? I know. What's it's his name? Like, Grandpa. Grandpa.
2: Grandpa. 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 Don't, and don't name it Grandpa if you're going to kill yeah. it. That's even yes. worse. I
1: know. Yeah. I got, listen, it absolutely did exactly what it was supposed to do. Like, it really set an expectation that anything goes. But, like, also, fuck that noise. Um, okay. <laughs> yes. My likes. The opening is fantastic. Um, I think that if D- Evil Dead Rise pulls off its opening sequence, I don't know what it is. I have no expectations. I think that like if we get another Evil Dead movie with an excellent opener, like this could rival like the best of Scream openings in terms of like a chain mm-hmm. having like you that you get excited for pre-credits kind of like opening. Um, mm-hmm. I loved all the um, Easter eggs. I think this movie does an exceptional job at creating something fresh, but also honoring what came before it. It's a totally different tone. It's trying to do something in a different way, but you get the car, you get the necklace, the woman, you get her drawing, like being an artist. You get... Mm. um, what happened to her eyes like you get like some of those lines you're used to yes. you get the hand stuff like it, it 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 honors it but also makes it new and i really appreciated that this movie was absolutely enhanced by the fact that we just watched the the original trilogy mm-hmm. um um i think that the true crowning achievement of this movie is the narrative of a detox um i think that the analogy um to being possessed during a detox is exceptional i think that mm-hmm. it justifies people not listening to her so i disagree with you Nikisha. i mm, think okay. that be- also because they've tried it once before and she tried to get out of it and they made a pact that they would not let her get out of it everything she mm. says and does cannot be trusted and i don't think it's because that she's a woman it's because it's her and and yeah, and 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 so i'm i, I believe that they would like it would take, it would, they would not question anything until they couldn't like argue that it wasn't a demon. Like, and mm-hmm. I think that's what makes this work for me a, a lot because I would have had the same complaints as we have in a million other movies, like watch her and all that. Like, just listen to her for two seconds. Like, this one, no, like, she's going through a detox. Like, that, I've seen like stuff like that. it it might as well be a demonic exorcism in some ways because like you're, it's, it's really painful and, and truly awful. Um, um, I like that this could have taken place in the Ash universe, like in some ways, like even though that's not explicitly said, like I like thinking that it could be, um, I love that Mia is extra sensitive to the smell. Like the dog is, um, Mm -hmm. when she's started to get possessed. Um, cutting the rose transition um i thought the editing was great these quick cuts with the sound the possession the car like all that was like really really great um i think it was the perfect pacing the setup and exposition was not da- dragged out we got it we understood who these characters were we understood what right. they were trying to do boom we find the book like we're just right in i really appreciated that um the music and score are amazing because they're campy like you every time they see something like the river overflowing the bridge or like a death you hear "banana." like it's like that yes. like very campy because what this Jamie and I talked about what was this, it? Banana! Yes. because Jamie and I were talking about the fact that this movie is subverting your slapstick expectations. You have the nails flying at them. You have people getting beat up in bathrooms. He slips on a piece of flesh like a banana peel and hits himself on the toilet. Like, in Evil Dead 2, that's a joke. In this one, it's Mm -hmm. not. But you also have the underscoring of, like, this campy music, which allows it to not be undercut um, because you're trying to do something new. I thought that was just, like, so perfectly balanced. I loved that um I like we love rules here I love the book lays out the steps of being possessed um in beautiful yes. pictures um uh I love the stairs scene when Natalie's going down the stairs and like the first one's like kinda soggy and it sags like it's just like really really well done um I like that the chainsaw shot of like them focusing on the chainsaw. I was like, no, I need the battery. Like that was yeah. spectacular. Um, Jamie pointed that out to me last night, and that's one of my favorite things about it. Um, I love her that heavy breathing in the bag when she's in the pit is just like really <laughs> great. Yeah. I love that David was able to save her. I, I like that he, even though he, you know, as the brother, the older brother who, like, really fucked up, I like that he was able to give his sister a second life. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and even even if you take this all as an analogy for detox and her getting through it, even though she lost pieces of herself and she she burned all of the bridges of her friends, she was able to move on and that was given to her by both her own willpower and her brother giving her a boost. Really appreciated mm-hmm. that aspect of it. Um uh, the car's flip sequence is spectacular. The blood ring we always talked about. Um, and one of my favorite things about this is that how she attaches the chainsaw because she needs more leverage. Um, mm-hmm. Like like how she kind of like slips her little stub in there. I love that. I thought it was amazing. Um, and uh, and then the quotes. What happened to her eyes? I had to do it. And I feel much better. Uh, that scene mm-hmm. we talked about. Dying wouldn't be so bad right now. I just don't want to become the devil's bitch. <laughs> Eric had great a good line. line before he died. I'll give that to him. Yep. And then as we mentioned, feast on this motherfucker and go back to hell, bitch. Um, this movie's great. I think this mm-hmm. movie is a ton of fun. But I came with questions for the two of you. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, God. <laughs> My first question, and this is more of an observation, and I, I want to talk to you about it. Um, so I'm going to talk for like uh, 30 seconds, and I'll kind of open it up. But... Um, it seemed like only women were being possessed to start this movie. You had the three, you had um, Jane Levy going first, then you had her doctor friend, and then you had, um, you know, um, the girlfriend with the arm and cutting her arm Mm -hmm. off. Um, I was actually disappointed in some ways that Eric um, was uh, possessed. I thought this was fascinating Mm -hmm. that the book shows that, like, it enters through... um, a a woman's uh, vaginal cavity, it seemed like, because the Mm. book even did that. Mm -hmm. And then we have the tree scene um, where that happens. Um, I thought it was fascinating that this demon would almost attach itself to women for whatever reason. Um, Obviously, that's not the case because Eric ended up being um, possessed. And it seems like the trailer for Evil Dead Rise, it's mostly women being possessed as well. I don't know. We haven't seen it. Um, I have kind of, based on that, one... Um, how did you feel about the tree scene in this one because we talked about it being a gripe in Evil Dead two was it justified or made better because the book kind of shows that and three if it was if it was only women being possessed in this one do you think that had something interesting to say or just feels misogynic, uh, misogynistic or something like that I'll kind of open that maybe this is tailing into brains but I, I was just curious about how you think it works in the context of the, this movie
0: hmm Yeah, those are all great questions, because I wasn't initially bothered by the fact that, and and, and, and Jamie, if you disagree, like, when I was watching this, I wasn't bothered by it being females. But it's a great point that you uh, said that in the, this one in the book, it's pictures of females, you know, for whatever reason it is. But Um, that's a great connection that it's like, oh, yeah, well, of course, it's just going to be the females in the movie that are possessed. But um, it wasn't something that I thought, oh, my gosh, just females again. But I guess more so because we know that Jane's character is the one that's going through the detox. So we already know that she's going to be a pivotal part in the possession. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really think about that. And then the fact that the people who are really next to her trying to help her were the girls and not necessarily like the teacher, Eric, he was kind of not helping her at all.
1: (laughs) He was too busy reading, doing some light casual reading. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, So yeah, it's that, that really didn't bother me. And I think that it was nice to, to see it in the book and the, and the tree thing didn't bother me either, but I think that's because we already saw it played out once in a situation that didn't seem like it worked out. So then to know that it could come back again in this capacity, um, with a movie that was already a little bit better in, um, context of everything, it seemed like it worked out for me. I don't know. What about you, Jamie? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, I think that we're primed for it already if you've watched the other ones. So it doesn't like shock you in the same way. Um, I also think you're primed for, like, women... Like, I think even... Man, I I think I had the DVD or have it. I don't know. But I think there was, like, a segment for, like, the OG Evil Dead where it was, like, you know, the woman of the Evil Dead. Like It was, like, a Mm -hmm. thing because, like, the women are the ones that get possessed. So in my brain, I oh my God, maybe I've internalized misogyny and that's why I've mm-hmm. normalized this. I don't know. But like, yeah. I I feel more primed to like accept this because of the other ones and sure. haven't like, didn't really, I didn't really think anything of it. Also because then the friend Eric gets possessed at the very end mm-hmm. too. Um, But yeah, I, I don't know if there's something that they're, Trying to say, like, like you said, is it because they're more willing to be supportive and helpful and like empathize that that empathy Mm. is like, you know, the, their, their downfall and, and, you know, we need to be cold and heartless and uncaring to protect ourselves from possession.
1: No, that's a good question because, like, I I also think it could be symbolic of the people closest to her, like we talked before and like Jamie just alluded to. Um, You're going to be more hurt by helping with the detox and your friendship than Mm -hmm. potentially not in that possession. I also think that because – spoiler alert, but we spoiled it all already – because (laughs) Mia is the final girl of this movie and gets away and lives – I think mm-hmm. that also makes it a little bit better um, that, cause she, that she, that she get, walks away from all of this. Um, so I don't know. I just thought that was super interesting while watching it this time. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then my second yeah. question is m- mostly for Nikisha, Um Did watching the other three for the first time enhance your viewing of this? Do you think you could have enjoyed this the same amount going in cold not <clears throat> knowing the Evil Dead franchise?
0: I feel like that gap is very small of the difference between me enjoying it on its own and it being enhanced. I feel like I would have enjoyed it on its own. And now that I've watched it before, it's like three notches up of of really enjoying it, Mm. mostly because of the Easter eggs of like Ash's car and knowing what the chainsaw represents and Mm. the hand possessions and all those things are just, um, made me like it even more because it was included in something I had seen before. But I feel like if I watched this on its own, I would absolutely enjoy it as well because of, um, just because of the gore (laughs) in in general and, Mm -hmm. uh, how, and, and the beautiful shots, um, so yeah, I I think that I would have enjoyed it, and it is now even more enjoyable because I've watched other the the other ones. So cool, I dig it, cool. fantastic. Should we get into our brain section? Mmm, mm. so many brains, so many body parts, so much blood. <laughs> oh my god, so. We've already kind of talked about this a little bit, but her, Mia's support group, her friends. So I just have a general question, and this is more opinion-based as a professional in the mental health field. Jamie, do you think that it was a wise decision for the friends to take matters into their own hands? Or do you think it would have been more helpful if they would have sought out professional help because we don't even they don't really mention her doing professional help they just mention she has had her own attempts of trying to get clean with her friends by her side Mm -hmm. and it just hasn't worked and so after so many attempts they're like well this is going to be the last time do you think they should have just said okay well all the other times were didn't work out let's try to get her it with like a professional to help how do you feel about that
2: yeah, I think that they. I, I don't think it's good. I think it's pretty. Really, <laughs> it's be
0: really bad. Oh, oh. like uh, all evil stuff aside. Like if this was just you know friends really trying to help someone, you know, with yeah, no possession. I mean,
2: I, yeah, like only one of them has like some medical knowledge, but like I, I think that that's not. Like, they need, like, a team. They need, like, somebody who has, like, medical health knowledge, but also someone who has, like, mental health knowledge. They need, like – they also, I think, need somebody who's, like, impartial, um, mm. who's, mm-hmm. who doesn't have that, like, connection. Like, they have this, like, personal connection, and I feel like it's going to make it harder for them to, like, navigate this situation and – I just, like, I don't think that they're thinking about all of the, like, potential consequences of going through it this way. And, again, Mm. like, they are also dealing – like, they themselves are dealing with the trauma of the fact that their friend OD'd and died. And it's like, oh, maybe that is something that, like, you guys also need to work through in your own therapy. But, like, is involving yourself in this way helpful or potentially, like, more – Harmful, but I don't think that they're mm-hmm. able to, like, think about that because of what they themselves have endured. And so, like, going about it this way feels like
0: a bad idea, separate <laughs> from the possession. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's understandable to want to be there for your friends and support them, especially mm-hmm. to totally. your point of her ODing and them, you know, seeing it or experiencing it you know and it to then say i don't want to see my friend go through that so i am going to personally put myself um make myself available to them to help them get through this it the intention makes sense but also it's like you can only do so much as someone like you said who is not a medical professional um mm-hmm. and also deal with your own trauma put what is it? Put put your mask on before you put someone else's mask on. You know, mm-hmm. deal with your own stuff <laughs> before. <laughs> uh, great. So my next question is mostly uh, about the brother who apparently didn't see his mom pass and really mm-hmm. wasn't around when she was sick and Mia was complaining that uh, he left her with the mom uh, and she had to see all of that. So do you think in your experience folks who fear seeing uh, dying parents regret not making themselves available to their parents? Or do you think it's healthy that they just don't want to see their parents in that suffering state so they separate themselves from from that potential trauma?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that's, like, such a hard question to answer because Mm. I feel like, as I've mentioned before, like, the context is so important. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that it's, like, really, really traumatic to, like, I imagine that there's a lot of trauma in watching your parent, like, you know, you're watching your parent die, but also, like, the circumstances Mm -hmm. and if it's something like, you know, the eluded mental illness, um, I imagine that that's, like, even more traumatic and difficult. And, yeah, it's, like, one, like here's siblings one of which like was there when it happened and one wasn't and you know what then are like the things that they both have taken on as a result he doesn't even want to talk about it when she's like Mm -hmm. reflecting on those memories that like she was there for um like him kind of compartmentalizing all of that and wanting to avoid it and her also avoiding it but in a very different way right? right like she you know she struggles with drug addiction but like there's definitely avoidance in dealing with those, like, really intense feelings through that if she's, like, if she's high and, and not, like, able to sit with those emotions. And so, like, mm-hmm. there's still avoidance happening, um, but just, like, you know, different from the the physical distancing, you know, oneself the way that the brother does it. So I think that, you know, can I speak to, like, what regret he he may or may not have? Not necessarily, but, like, yeah. I think that there's a lot of, like, really challenging emotions that I imagine that he's, like, probably still grappling with, especially now, like, returning to this family cabin, reuniting with his sister, like, to mm-hmm. see his sister remind him of it, like, all of that. So, like, there there's so much that I think is built into, like, you know, that trauma. It's not just, like, regretting not being there for his mom, but, like, yeah, like, coming back to his sister, how is that, like, re-traumatizing him and stirring all of that back up? Yeah, talk about
1: ripping the band-aid off. Like, you're seeing your sister again for a detox at your family's old cabin that's now dilapidated. You're seeing all of the old friends again. Like, you could have, like, introduced yourself into the scenario, like, a little with more steps than, like, everything at once. That just feels like insanely overwhelming uh just in Mm -hmm. general like at the beginning like i kind of felt the script does a good job of making you feel his anxiety when the friend says like she's in the back waiting for you like like you know i i I, and also if the acting had been a little bit better i think that like that moment actually would have been even more impactful
0: Mm -hmm. would have landed a little better for Mm -hmm. sure absolutely uh, and the last question that I have in this section, I don't know if you have ever had to deal with patients who were going through addictions in any form, but how Zoe was reacting as far as withdrawals and such, do you feel like that was a believable thing? Well,
1: I will always <laughs> laugh when you say Zoe. Oh, yes. <laughs> I am not, I so am not I laughing. I am not laughing at like the very real you know, issues. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I am laughing that you said Zoe instead of Mia. That is all.
0: Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um,
2: what do you think? No, I, I think it's believable. I, I've like worked with folks with substance use issues and like in a variety of stages, but I, I definitely, I've never been – I never worked in, like, a a hospital or, like, a detox. Well, I did work in a behavioral health hospital very briefly. But, like, I wasn't in, like, a a rehab unit. Um, I've never worked on, like, a detox unit or anything like that. Um, But I think that, like, that irritability – also, like, cold turkey is Mm -hmm. scary – and, like, you have to be super careful because, like, there are certain substances where, like, withdrawal can be can can be deadly. Um, and so, like, again, going back to, like, is doing this Medical on your fetches. own and going yeah. to Google turkey a good idea? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Um, so, you know, like, how do we know... Like, how do we know what stuff she has been using and, like, definitively, again, like, why you guys are not, you guys shouldn't be doing this. Um, Don't do it. But no, I think that like the, uh, we, uh, we don't get like a ton of the physical symptoms with the exception of like the seizure that she has. But like, we're also Mm. operating under the assumption that that's like her being possessed. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I mean, the seizure could be a symptom of withdrawal for some folks. Um, but really that, like, irritability, I think, is is very believable and realistic. Um, and just, like, you know, how the shift in, like, how she's treating her friends, again, separate from the possession, but just, like, yeah. how she's interacting with, um, with all of them in the beginning versus, like,
0: once she, you know, throws all her drugs away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Grant. I mean, either way, the performance was fantastic of of what she did with with the role. And Mm
2: -hmm. it's nice that
0: it was actually something that was that is believable in a sense of someone who is going through withdrawal. But Mm -hmm. seek medical professional help, guys. Don't just try to do (laughs) things on your own. We all need somebody to help us. So don't be proud, ask for help. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise you just might get possessed.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it asking for help is a strength. Otherwise, you will be possessed.
0: Otherwise, you will be possessed.
2: Whoa. <laughs>
1: what a what a consequence.
0: Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. That's all the questions that uh, I have for that. Should we go into rotten tomatoes?
1: Yeah, let's do rotten yeah. tomatoes.
0: <laughs> it's the rotten tomatoes game.
1: <laughs> all right. I mean, what... Let's get rotten. Let's get rotten. Oh, no. It, oh. <laughs> wow. You, you heard it, it here
2: first, folks. Right. Maybe
1: I was possessed. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, what do you think this has on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, I'm gonna say
2: 83. Jamie? I'm go lower. I'm gonna say, like, okay. 60. Eight. A lot lower. <laughs> uh,
1: this has a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Whoa. Oh,
1: Still considered fresh. However, the critics' consensus uh, is it may lack the absurd humor that underlined the original, but the new-look Evil Dead compensates mm-hmm. with brutal terror, gory scares, and gleefully bloody violence. Absolutely. Yeah, the audience score is a 64, so it's around the same, which is surprising to me, because I feel like this is highly regarded, um, not only as a horror remake, but just as a remake in general. Like, I always feel like I see this listed at least in the top five greatest horror remakes of all time. Um, Mm -hmm. I... I, I and I also the critics consensus kind of bothers me that it says it lacks the absurd humor that underlines like, but that's not what this movie, that's the point of this movie is
2: not right. to do what
1: happened before.
2: So I think that But if you're calling it an evil dead, that's th- then like maybe the expectation that's why I say like you know, what expectations are folks having because sure. it's falling into this chain, and then when you're not delivering on like, you know, something that is core to the mm-hmm. original trilogy yeah, that but also this type of that's fair totally but, yeah, fair criticism
0: the original wasn't supposed to be a comedy though correct the OG um, first evil dead was not like it went into an absurd like the second and third one but the original intent wasn't for it to be like a comedy horror right I mean I just think in, in saying that like since this is a remake of the first one, then it would make sense that it's not going to be a funny one because the original one wasn't supposed to be, like, that, that absurd. If the original was po- wasn't was supposed to be. Just throwing that out there.
2: <laughs> I think that there was always an element of absurdity in all of them. I think that what that absurdity has looked like has, like, shifted over time. But I mm. think that, like, there's still... Because you still get the scenes of, like, Ash being shit on in the very first one like there. when he's by himself and just like navigating all of that I mm-hmm. think that like that's the most of where we get it but um but I hear what you're saying like it definitely yeah. escalates significantly so it's like if they're trying to go back to the very very first one where it's like the least amount of of mm-hmm. comedic and uh, you know elements and and humor then like then maybe they succeeded so like where's yeah. the
0: why are people pissed? Why are people P.S.? Either way, it was a great yeah. movie. Happy Bo- we all PS. enjoyed this. Yeah.
1: I, uh, <laughs> I agree with Jamie. I think the original one was supposed to have, especially with the eyes, the back and forth, giving him the necklace mm-hmm. and like all, mm-hmm. and like some of the brutality that happens to Ash, that's pretty funny. Um, the demons kind of cracking jokes. I definitely think that the intention was mm-hmm. for it to be a, a horror comedy to a you know, lesser degree, like Jamie said, in the second one. That's my opinion as well. So- um, cool Um, and I wonder again I'm surmising because we haven't seen it I'm wondering if that's why the new Evil Dead Rise is doing so well I'm sure it's a great movie and I'm sure that the gore and the scares are really fun I wonder if A because we already have set expectations because of this Evil Dead movie if people Mm -hmm. aren't expecting the kind of comedy and gore or maybe they lean into those last 10 minutes of this movie a little bit more with the you know um, feast on this motherfucker and go back to hell bitch Mm like I'm I'm curious as, you know, I, I can't wait for this next one. But um, let's do the four S's. Yes.
0: yes. yes. Skull, scare, shakes, and suggestions. The talking horse four S's.
1: <laughs> okay. We are going to go through skulls, scares, shakes, and suggestions. We're going to rank them one through four and then give our suggestion of what we would kind of pair this with, if you will. Um, skulls is mental health and human behavior. Scares is how scary was it. And shakes is how likely you to shake it off. Forget about it. Jamie, let's start with you. Give us your numbers. <laughs>
2: Whoa, possessed. such excitement. Um, I'm possessed.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh. oh, no, you have to tell me. Oh. Um. Okay, hey, everyone,
1: I'm possessed. I just want to let you know.
2: Hi, Possessed. I'm Jamie. Yeah. Um, gotta get the dad joke in there. Uh, so, for Skulls, I'm giving this a four. Uh, again, I think that just like some of the acting and some of the choices just don't feel believable. Um, and all of all four of those points go to Jane Levy's character. Uh, mm-hmm. scares. I'm giving this a five. This is like obviously again, without the comedic elements, there's a lot more spookiness. Um, but generally it's like the gross the gross scenes are way hor- like more horrifying. And like terror inducing because they feel way more realistic. Even though we get a lot of similar like, you know, body parts being ripped off, cut off in the OG ones. Like based on the practical effects that you're seeing at the time, it's less scary. Now it like looks way more realistic and that's like amping the the horror factor. So mm-hmm. I, I gave it a pretty higher score. For shakes, I'm giving this a six. Um, I I think i have like recency bias because i also watched this recently um by myself without brian and and then watched it again so like it's it's like fresher in my mind but i think if i haven't watched it as recently um like i still think about it when i think about the the chain as a whole but it's not it's not like the first things that i think of i definitely think about the og one so it's like i have to kind of dig a little bit more in my brain to to conjure up, um, you know, my experience. Conjure? Conjure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
1: Uh, Nikisha, what are your numbers? Nikisha, give us your numbers.
0: Yes. Uh, So skulls are three for the same reason. People were not peopling except for Jane. So all those points to her as well. Scares, I gave it a six. Uh, There was a lot of jump scares. I don't think we talked about the one where the demon hops out of the water when she's walking in the water after the mm. car crash. That got that me. That got me too,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs>
0: um, Got, got. On top of all of the amazing gore. And then, Shakes, I'm gonna give it a five. I really enjoyed this movie and um, I would absolutely watch it again. So, thank you guys for introducing me to this, these, this yes. chain. woo Fun times.
1: Um, yeah, I would say that this is a, th- Five for me for skulls um, I, I think that I just count the idea and concept of detox and withdrawal as something mm-hmm. that actually um, is believable and justifies kind of people's reactions everything else is kind of like you know not great and um, I give us a seven for scares. Um, I think the combination of jump scares and the body horror that makes me like, you know, cringe and squeal. Um, you know, I think that's a, I think that, that really, really got me, uh, especially on this watch. Um, and then, um, uh, shakes. I'm going to also give this a seven. Um, I, this is a really good movie this is an excellent remake um and i think that this you know when you're listing like best horror remakes or, like this will always come up so i feel like this is always mm-hmm. kind of in the conversation um and things like that so um yeah i'm giving it a seven um but let's do some suggestions uh jamie do you want to you want to pop some suggestions in the Why don't you pop some suggestions in the chat <laughs>
2: Yeah, I feel like this is kind of cheating, but I am going to do it anyway because it both has Jane Levy in it and also Fede Alvarez directed it, but you can't not suggest don't breathe. Yeah, um, sure. Trigger warning for that movie for Big time. sure. But I do think that, like, there's a lot of similar elements to, like, his direction style. Mm. Um, again, another really great performance by Jane Levy in a horror role. Um, and like, you know, just, she's like very like feisty, I think between the two of these as like a final girl, like she's like, not just like letting things happen. She's, I I think like really standing her own, Mm. And is is a, a really like solid final girl. So if you want more of her, if you want more of this type of direction or like another movie from the same director, um, definitely watch Don't Breathe. I cannot speak for the sequel. I have not seen it and it does not interest me.
1: You saw the sequel, right,
0: Nikisha? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to I was thinking like, did we not cover it? Why we, did I watch? No, sequel? we were going we didn't to watch it. And, yeah, you watched it,
2: and I was like, I don't think I want to watch this. Yeah.
1: You basically were like, it's not worth a full episode. <laughs> no. <Nah.
0: laughs> From what I remember, I, I definitely know that I loved the first one, and the second one was very questionable. So, mm-hmm. okay. I was like, we had to have talked about this at some point. No, but,
1: yeah. Yeah, uh,
0: I think we did, like, briefly. Yeah,
1: what's your, yeah. Uh, what's your suggestion?
0: Y'all are not going to like my suggestion, (laughs) but I am going to say the Texas Chainsaw Remake because I just love that movie so much. (laughs) Interesting. Because if anything, if anything, it's the gore. And so if you want kind of the, the match of really nice, gory scenes with like a terrible script, but just gore galore, Texas Chainsaw Remake. Okay. Gore galore. Gore galore. galorg.
1: Galore. Galore. Cool. Galore. Yes. Galorg. Galorg. <laughs> galorg. Um, cool. Um, so I have. Um, I'm pairing. I have three suggestions. I essentially took what I think are some of the best horror remakes of all time, um, and I would consider those The Thing. Hmm. Um, Thing is one of the best horror movies ever, but it's all. all and pr- we want to talk about practical effects and gore. Um, so good. but it's a remake, um, so that counts to me. Um, the Dawn of the Dead remake um, mm. is fantastic. Is, I think was Zack Snyder's best movie potentially. Um, really great. Um, and then an underrated, excellent remake is um, The Crazies. Um, Lef- Timothy Oliphant. Mm in the crazies. It's a great performance. It's a great horror movie, um, based on a, um, you know, a previous, uh, version of the crazies. So, um, yeah, those would be my suggestions if you wanted to, uh, get into some other good horror remakes.
0: Fantastic.
2: Not too shabby.
0: Not too shabby. Not too shabby. (laughs) Brian coming in with all of the, (laughs) that's, uh, that's Adam Sandler. Sound effects singing. Oh, from what? The, um,
1: uh, the Hanukkah song. Not too shabby, David Lee oh. Roth lights them. Yeah, anyway, that's what goes through my head. Obsessed. That's a little insight <laughs> into uh, uh, how
0: Brian's brain works. How my brain works. In.
1: Even though I can't hear my thoughts, I can sing them back to you.
0: <clears throat> Which is also <laughs> still amazing to me that you, there's no running uh, inner monologue no. in your head. It's
1: Nope, it's all blank up there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> that ends our episode <laughs> of Evil Dead 2013. You can follow us at Talk Horror Pod, P O D, on all the social medias. We're doing some really fun things on the TikToks, so make sure you follow us. And Brian, where can they listen to us?
1: You can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. So maybe you're on Stitcher. Maybe you're on Spotify. You're probably on Apple Podcasts. So find us there. (laughs) Rate and review us. Five stars, please.
0: And and, and thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Brian. What's what's the quote? Feast on this,
1: motherfucker. So good, Absolutely. it's so good. That it's last, I also so said
2: it when she said it, right? Yeah, oh, I felt so good yeah. in that moment. So
1: the um, the the demon says like, "I'm gonna feast on your soul," and then Jamie goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jamie goes. Feast on this motherfucker, and then and then Jane Jane Levy I goes. I said
2: bitch because I I couldn't remember what. Well, she, you put the two together. You, you put the two
1: together. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. she said like feast on this motherfucker. And then she goes go back to hell bitch. And the at one point Jamie goes man Jane Lynch is so good in this, and I was like <laughs> I was like yeah, Sue, Silve- Sue <laughs> Sylvester really.
0: Now I that's did, the movie uh, I want in yeah,
1: my brain. Yeah right. <laughs> Sue uh, Sylvester.
2: <laughs> Sue so, Sylvester fighting uh, uh, yeah
1: people. So, no, but Jamie. Called I mean, that. the one-liners
0: but, would be fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> um,
1: but I loved that last five minutes and the two quotes: "Feast on this motherfucker" and "Go back to hell, go back to hell, bitch." Are just like yeah. great. So great. Very Jennifer's body like feel to yeah. it for sure.
0: Grand. Well, thanks, guys. We'll Bye. See you next time. Thank you. Bye. Evil did rise Bye. next time. <laughs>